0: But So I have my lead generation time scheduled and what I do is I schedule time to go in every morning and I'm writing everybody down that needs either that, you know, throughout the day you have hundreds and thousands of yes. thoughts that go through your head. So I have dedicated time in the morning to make sure Plumber Joe gets put in the database and tagged okay. as Plumber. And by the way, this is during my lead generation time, but well, thank I, you. I made an exception for
1: you guys. I appreciate uh, it. This but, may generate you some leads. I, well, I <laughs> That's said. what we're hoping. <laughs> All
2: right, so welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, always here with our amazing co-host, Mr. John Jones, and we have a super special guest. I want to introduce everybody to Rachel Sartain who I would say is one of the great real estate minds in the Tampa Bay area. Thank you. And somebody who I always enjoy getting together with because I feel like, you know, they say that iron sharpens iron. I always feel like after spending some time with you, I'm a little bit smarter than I was before. <laughs> 10 minutes ago.
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Well, you know, it would be funny if, if we actually had the film rolling while we sat here and <laughs> bs for the 10 minutes prior, but, um, I've always been. I like to think of myself as the number one fan of Van Dyke Mortgage. When did I meet you and Laura Lynn? Was that
2: I, so? I'm going to say 2010.
0: I think it was 2010 as well. Summer of 2010. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know what it was necessarily, but sometimes you just get that energy with people, and like I just wanted to help you guys grow and support you in your business and. And uh, I think we we did a pretty good job of that. We
2: we did a really good job of that. It's funny that you say that because I remember that first meeting. Um, I was incredibly nervous. So I was new in my job, like
1: maybe a couple of
2: weeks or a couple of months. (laughs) And I was new in the role. And like I'm trying to learn this whole thing that we're doing. And we're going to meet Rachel. And you guys were opening a new office in downtown Mm -hmm. St. Pete. And I didn't really know what to think. And I didn't really know you um so wow the fact that i came across okay
0: (laughs) again i just think people have this energy (laughs) that clicks and uh so and i've i've done my loans with van dyke over the years always love the processes and i've tried other mortgage companies too because i got to support other people um, always come back to Van Dyke, yeah, because spot on. And my, yeah. my, I'm just gonna give a shout out to my guy Jake in our downtown office. Love me some Jake. Yeah, Jake, Jake is, King, uh, yeah. Jake, yeah,
2: he's pretty fun. We've had him on a podcast. He he wasn't nearly as funny as I thought he was gonna be.
0: Hey hey, he was I think he was. He's I think he. I watched it. I watched. <laughs> yeah. it. I think yes. he was nervous. Like
2: I, I, the guy just makes you crack up yes. all of the time. It's funny. I remember mm. uh, you. We were doing alone for you. This was a number of years ago. <laughs> And, um, I think it had a little bit of hair on it because you probably have income from 15 different places. Um, as you should, right? Uh I I, I remember
0: this one specifically. You
2: were texting me one morning. Do you remember the song that I texted back to you? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I wish I could remember it. Um, it was something about being worth it. Uh Like, give it to me, I'm worth it or something like that. Um, Man, I don't remember what it was. But anyways, it was pretty funny, but we were I
0: remember the hair on that one because what ended up happening is I had had a Bank of America credit card for like 20 years and I never used it, and so they sh- they they closed it during my loan process, which oh. just tanked my credit score. And it was like, oh shit. Sorry.
1: (laughs) We can edit. Where do we go from here?
0: I think you should leave it in because that was like the real emotion of it. And Mm. but but you guys are awesome. And you're like, okay, go charge something for you know 10 bucks at Pier One because I had a Pier One card too. And it cleaned it right back up. I think that
2: I think that was it. Like you were messaging me something about help me out. I'm definitely worth it. I do so much for you guys. And I'm driving in my car. And that song happens to come on, and so I take a picture of the song playing on my thing, and I send it to her. That was pretty funny, but
0: yeah, yeah. So we've we've got some history. we've 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 actually. I think I started probably just right at the same time you did, or maybe a little. I started with Keller Williams. It was August of two thousand and nine. Okay. So I was um, hired back then for some unknown reason i i didn't see what they saw in me but to move the office and launch it downtown st pete um so we i think yeah that was august of 2009 i started when did you start
2: so i started with van dyke in march of 2010 and i start i went out i got out of production and went into sales leadership the summer of 2010 i believe okay yeah Um, so somewhere around there Um, And man, same thing, like we were just, at the time, we were just trying to figure out how to get it going, and um, we aligned with some great people, and Mm -hmm. good things happen when you have good partners. And um, Well,
0: and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. I mean, it's the connection, knowing who um, to connect with and for what, and and, uh, I went on a listing appointment yesterday, being back into production, um, and one of the things they needed was somebody to do their concrete driveway. And so I get in my car and I text two people and I get two responses back. And now I can deliver some uh, yeah. a, a value some back value. to the customer. That's great. And it, it really is. It's all about those connections and keeping them close.
2: Yeah, cool. So we'll kind of get into the topic here a little bit. Um, I, I had an to, to chat with Rachel a few weeks back. And this passion about databases and database management really came out in that conversation. And I said, hey, we you got to come to a podcast with us and talk about database. And what I know is in your previous role as the team leader of the Keller Williams office in downtown St. Pete, where you've been for a long, long, long time, probably coached literally hundreds of real estate agents, mm-hmm. may, maybe thousands. close to a thousand. Thousands, thousands right? yeah. And, um, and I know that database is a big part of that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And so I figure we'd spend a little bit of time, we'll probably get into some do's and some don'ts okay. um, of the database, but I think, like, one of my first questions would be, what what is a database truly worth?
0: You know, uh, you, were, you were talking about these notes prior to us getting on here, and to me, the database is the entire value of the business, in any business. So I did, I, I watched the, um, the do's and don'ts of the CRM, yeah, the CRM that you here. did. Uh, and that just, uh, it's so weird that spoke to my heart, but it really did, because it, it it kind of encompassed everything that I hear people talk about and complain about with databases. And you were talking about like the mortgage industry and the real estate agents, but, but the database works for any Any type of, Mm -hmm. any industry. My mom's been hanging wallpaper for 35 years, you know? So if, if she, if work slows down, I always tell her, just go back through your old books and start calling those people. And she, she fought me on it for a long time. And then one day she she started doing it, and she's like, "Honey, they'll call me if they need me." Mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, they don't remember they your name. You. They don't know your phone number. Yeah, yeah. They, they. And you guys shared a statistic. I think it was uh, after two years, 87% <coughs> of home buyers forget their agent. In 84. In 80, yeah,
1: slightly better for L.O.S. But <laughs> not much. That's Slight. pretty sad. I mean, I just had a call this past week that uh, Kim Harris had intercepted, and uh, it was from one of our other L.O.S. that. You know that that person had forgotten and and did financing with us in 2017 we did a great job they wanted to come back to us but they couldn't you know figure they didn't out remember who, who the loan originator was. was yeah, yeah. so yeah. we had to do some digging and and, and get back in touch and, and figure it, it out, out. Yeah. Well, well the
0: the one way that i always remember who my mortgage officer or loan officer was is i get this monthly bill
1: yeah
0: in the mail to pay my mortgage <laughs> yeah. so that helps keep it <clears throat> top that you helps. get a paper bill I do.
1: You're not on autopay?
2: Rachel, do you (laughs) still write a check? Do you still balance your checkbook?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) But I do get a paper bill and I always request paper bills because it just keeps it top of mind. And yes, it is set up on auto pay, but I still like to have the paper bill. I get it. I'm a paper. I'm I'm a paper person. But just think about it though. Every month my mortgage company stays top of mind. Sure. Now, how many realtors are sending their past customers something every month?
1: None. What's, i'm curious the percentage it has to be less than 10
0: i, I don't think that. i don't think there is a statistic because it's I mean, too it low. Has to be that <laughs> low yeah yeah and in statistics I, I actually have um so i have a master's degree from university of florida go gators go gators um my my degree has nothing to do with real estate or business it's uh, invasive plant species of florida's wetlands very odd i know
2: uh, we're, we're definitely coming uh, but, back wow. to that conversation.
0: Okay. But my, my, my minor, yes, my minor was in statistics. And I just, I love numbers. I always have. And so um, somebody was telling me a statistic one time uh, that less than 1% of people purchase their home at an open house. Now, you okay. can make a statistic anything you that. want to. Correct, yeah. So let's let's look at the full scope of it. Um, we were taught at a training probably six six seven eight years ago um, that to ask people at the open house is this a home you'd like to purchase or is this a home you're interested in and like nobody does that right have Mm -hmm. you ever been to open house and somebody said is this a home you're interested in the realtor doesn't know to do it and so we had an agent go to that training come back they held three open houses that weekend they asked every customer that question they had seven offers Wow. And I'm not talking about in the last two years. This was like seven years ago. So when we're looking at statistics, there's so much more involved. Mm -hmm. And so when you ask, you know, statistically, how many realtors are sending something out to their customer database, they might tell you one thing, but actually doing it and performing it. Uh, if If you went and looked at the very top agents across the country, I bet they're doing it.
2: Correct. Yeah. So, and just in the brief time we've been talking, you've talked about hitting your database from two different points, right? So one was, you're, you're giving the example of your mom, or I'm sorry, the the, um, the listing appointment you went on. You went mm-hmm. into your database to find essentially a referral to help right. a client. And then you're talking about your mom, hey, call some of your, your past clients. So when we talk about database, I think a lot of times people think it's just my past clients. What are like the different pillars that you could have on a database?
0: <laughs> well, it's- Family uh, <laughs> and friends, number
1: one, because they will forget what you do for a living. You know, oh, for sure.
0: I keep this thing. I have uh, 27 of these. This is my 27th one. Um, and I actually have a, so this is my brain. Okay. Well, my, my database is also my brain. I have a drawing in here so it's funny that you said that and I know pretty much exactly where it is because I shared it with about seven people since I drew it out but this is um, a way that I've started to kind of tag our database and so and this is very much you can read something similar to this in Gary Keller's millionaire real estate agent but you have advocates contacts influencers past customers and then I'm I'm running a team so then I have my team members past customers too And in there, if you looked at my tags in my database, you would see attorneys, you would see neighborhood names, um, builders, you know, painters, insurance company, whatever type of business they do, I tag them with all of those things. So if I have somebody ask me, hey, my insurance just went way up, I I need to check on insurance rates, who should I call? I can just go in my database, search the tag for insurance and now I have different resources reliable resources that we (laughs) trust so that's one of the ways I do it and you know I've um, recently taken on a new role working with a team and I'm calling people (coughs) cold calling, I don't know them they don't know me, they probably did a transaction with the team 6 years ago, 10 years ago one was uh, 18 years ago and I'm calling them up and introducing myself Do you think they really care? No. No, they don't. And so I have to figure out a way to create a conversation with them. And one of the things I've been doing is like, you know, I want to be a resource for you for all of your real estate needs and questions. And they're like, oh, and we love our house. We're happy where we are. I'm like, that's great. Some of the questions that other people have asked me is, who do I know for a new insurance quote? Or do you have a painter or a landscaper? Plumber, yep. Plumber. Yep. I had one guy needing a uh, riprap. I had one guy that needed to get his fiberglass pool resurfaced. And so, like, all of those create conversation. But yep. most importantly for me, they create follow-up conversation. Yes. Because the fortunes and the follow up, yep. so uh, it's I'm I'm building that I'm creating those conversations. I couldn't do any of it without the database. Yeah.
2: So if you weren't paying attention, the takeaway from what she just said is I think people all the time are looking for how do I touch my. Da- They're looking for the reason, right? Right. That the reason you just gave was hey I'm going to call through some You're past clients yep. and I'm just looking to see how I can help them. Has nothing to do with real estate, right? Right. But that was your excuse to make a touch. Like, hey, where are things going out in your life right now? Is there anything that you need? I connect people, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I think what the mistake we make a lot of times, or I think the fear point of it is, hey, I don't really want to call through my database because I don't know what to say, right. right? It doesn't always have to be specific to, hey, are you thinking about refinancing your house? or Are you thinking about buying an investment property? I'm sure none of those questions you asked during no. the, pro- maybe in the follow-up, Right.
0: Actually, um, so so just my process has been so let's sh- use the example of somebody needing a fiberglass pool resurfaced. I don't have anyone like that in my mm-hmm. sphere. Yeah. yeah. So um, I posted out on a couple of Facebook groups. Hey, who do you know? I got zero back. Wow. <laughs> zero. Nothing. Wow. Uh, so then I did some Google research, and I had set up a task reminder to call this guy back with the with some recommendations. And I called him, I said, I gotta tell you, I, we don't have anybody in our sphere. I've reached out to several people to see who they've used in the past. I didn't get anybody, but I did some research on Google. This company is five-star rated uh, locally. Um, here's their website, here's their information. He was like, wow, thank you for you know doing that leg work. It didn't take but 10 minutes max, I mean, <laughs> through all that. Yeah. Um, but it was something that he appreciated. Now, I also set a reminder to call him in, I think it was two months, to see, hey, did you call that company? Did they come out? What kind so, of yeah, job? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what kind of job did they do? And I sent a note card, you know, let us be the resource for you and your friends. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my subtle way for asking for the referral.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great because I, I think a lot of people don't. Listen, I mean, we were just talking about, like, are there? what are the different pillars of it? And then, how do you stay in touch with it? Right. Cause I think that, you know, you you mentioned the episode we did on CRM a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the thing about a CRM is a lot of times it's just a drip, right? There are emails that go out. We know that people only open like 7% of those, right? But there's a lot of different ways that you can touch a database beyond just a drip campaign. Yes. What, what, other than like you just shared, um, you know, just making some follow up calls. I would call those check-in calls, Yeah. right? Um, What are some other ways we could touch it?
0: So one thing that I'm doing as I'm going back through, um, so I partnered up with some partners who have been in the business 18 years, and I'm going back through all of their past transactions. A lot of the people no longer live in the same home, but I'm finding out the ones that do live there, I'm putting in their home anniversary. And then I bought home anniversary okay. cards. I actually just created them on Canva. Um, and so I um, there's, in, in the database I use, the CRM that I use, um, there's a home anniversary smart plan, which okay. tells me six days prior to their anniversary that it's coming up. So I'm writing them a note card, happy home anniversary. Can you believe you've been in your home eight years? Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Please keep us in mind if you have any real estate related needs sure. or questions. Um, actually if you or your friends. So uh, and sending the business card in there. And so I'm that's And that's to me going been snail a, mail. That's going snail mail. Yeah. Okay. And that to me is just one touch. Um, we created a little event that we had this past Friday and um, it was essentially it was a free manicure or pedicure okay. for our customers. So we sent that one out. Um And that was done. We did a paperless post on that, and we did an email campaign on that, and we made phone calls, and we invited via Facebook Messenger. So, And we had a great turnout. I I think we probably invited only, I'd say, 50 people max. Um, We had 22 show up. Wow! so it was it was uh, it was successful yeah and and then that gave us the opportunity to be face-to-face so in my years of training agents they always say i'm not good on the phone i'm better face-to-face i said great get on the phone and schedule an appointment to get face-to-face with somebody Mm -hmm. you know so it gave us that opportunity as well
2: and again the you know the manicure pedicure was an excuse to make a touch I'm reaching out 100%. to you for, for this, yeah.
0: Yeah, it, well, it was a 100% an excuse to make a touch. And then it was also a reason or a way to help somebody else build their business. So the owner of the salon, I wanted to help her build her business. Okay. So that just creates a tighter connection. Oh, yeah. When she's when she needs a realtor, yeah. I hope that she remembers that yeah. I'm helping her or build her business. Or anybody
2: sitting in her chair thinking about mm-hmm. you know buying or selling real estate, exactly. you're going to be who they remember, yeah. Yeah
0: and i can tell you my business cards are all throughout that nail salon yeah and my ink pens <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I left a lot of collateral there. Yeah, how about some nail files? <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> My daughter works at um, a golf course, and she said people every day ask for matches or lighters, so we have to get matches and lighters. Hmm. Okay.
1: So circling back, if if you're an agent now or a loan officer in the business, and you don't have a database, what what are, what are your suggestions to get somebody started? and and, and why is it important that they start today and not even wait a week
0: right and there's a great saying i love how do you eat an elephant have you heard this saying? how do you eat it okay one bite bite at a time one bite at a time so it can absolutely be overwhelming um i've got a stack of past customers i was sharing with you guys one of the partners um she downloaded her phone and it's a PDF of just lines of people and their phone numbers and email addresses. It's 167 pages, so that's a huge elephant. Overwhelming. That's overwhelming, but it's just like you just you just put ad contact one at a time, um, and it really is. It's and for for me, I've always uh, I learned to love a database when I took on the team leader role mm-hmm. with Keller Williams. Um, back then I think we had top producer I think that was it Mm -hmm. and I've never cared what type of database it was I I don't care the name of it It, 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 the only database that works is the one that you use yeah Yeah. Um, so um, it's I I love to um, while I have the contact up I'm making the phone call I'm typing my notes as I'm talking on the phone Um, I'm and then I'm putting them on a smart plan, I'm putting their home anniversary, and then I write a note card. So it's not a quick process. Sure. Um, I like doing it that way better than, hey, here's a CSV file, can you mm-hmm. upload it to my database? Because I think once if you have a database that just gets flooded with contacts, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna make your way through all yeah. of them. Yep. Um, so by doing it one at a time, I find it's more effective for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, goes, it takes me back to like my rookie years as a loan originator. So I had no money. I was broke as could be. There was no CRM. You know what my CRM was? It was an Excel spreadsheet. Oh,
1: yeah. I used right? to use So
2: I literally would put wherever, whoever it was, whether it was a past customer, a real estate agent, whatever it was that I was trying to get in my database, friends or family, I would put the name in. Mm-hmm. I would put where I met them, when I met them. And then I had a drip campaign built out that would go, I think it had like 14 touches and I had made, so like literally I was snail mailing most of this drip Mm -hmm. campaign or our hand typing emails or whatever. But every time that I would make a touch in that database, I would put that date across the line at at their name. But you know, to your point, what you're essentially doing is you're putting them in, you're tagging them for whatever it is that they Mm -hmm. are, um, sending a quick handwritten note and then, um, starting them on whatever drip campaign it is you're going to do based on the reason that they're in their database. But I used to do the same thing. It was crazy because when I think about our business as loan officers, a real estate agent sends us a referral. Most of the time it was a text message or an email that they sent to their customer and said, hey, I want you to reach out to Brian Lovell. Here's his contact information. And then they reach out or hopefully the agent lets us be the proactive one and reach out. But what I realized is like none of them have anything that's got my name on it. None of these borrowers do. So, as soon as I would do the pre approval, I would write just a quick handwritten note mm-hmm. and I would throw two business cards in there, one of which was a magnet. Because what I was hoping they would do is sling that thing up on their refrigerator. But without that, you know, if they had me in their phone and they just had me under Brian, if they needed a mortgage, they weren't looking, they weren't going to remember right. Brian. They needed to have something that said mortgage on it. So then, when I would talk to my borrowers, I would recommend to them, "Hey, make sure when you put my name in your it's phone, like mortgage Brian. you put Mortgage Brian.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, so that they could look for me. So, so.
1: that's the big tip out there. If you if you have a smartphone, which ninety percent of us do, anybody that you use for business or a service, put Plumber Joe, you mm-hmm. know, in the last name. However, identify them by that because you will learn that years ago. You will yeah. forget." Who the electrician is? His first name. If you put electrician Jim, you're gonna find him easy. Yeah. Well, and I think well,
0: that kind of goes back to when you're talking about building a database. One of the things that you have to do is you got a time block for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I I have <coughs> I'm I'm such a uh, Kool Aid drinker of Keller Williams because <laughs> uh, I mean the what they I teach what they teach yes. works. Uh, it's just people won't work it is the yeah. problem. But so I have my lead generation time scheduled, and by the way this is during my lead generation time, but I I made an exception for you guys. I appreciate Uh, it. This may generate you some leads. (laughs) That's what we're hoping. (laughs) So um, what I do is I schedule time to go in every morning. If I've added people into my phone, I I, I actually, I, I keep a... You have to use what works for you, right? Yes. And so for me, I'm such a paper person. So I have like a daily um, schedule. It's mm-hmm. one of the day minders, but every day is a page. And I'm writing everybody down that needs either that, you know, throughout the day, you have hundreds and thousands of yes. thoughts that go through your head. So I have dedicated time in the morning to make sure Plumber Joe gets put in the database and tagged okay. as Plumber.
2: So I, I think there's another takeaway, right? So... We all throughout our daily lives we run into people who should be in our database mm-hmm. in one way or another, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're involved in networking groups or, um, you know, in the in the day to day of doing it, whatever it is, but we we collect business cards, we meet people, whatever it is, and they never go from that into a database, right? Right, and and that's where the disconnect is because when you think about it if you looked at your average week, you probably met two or three people that you could add to your database.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And while you're talking about that, it made me think. Um, I started doing this as a team leader. When I would schedule an appointment with a recruit, at the time I scheduled the appointment, I would actually set a reminder for after the appointment to send the follow-up mm-hmm. so now when I schedule a lunch or a coffee with somebody I go ahead and set the reminder to send the note card so that when I get back in the office and I check my task I can see it's right there so I'm sending it I'm constantly being reminded of what I need to do because mm-hmm. we're j- again we're bombarded with too many thoughts we'll forget
1: mm-hmm. now let's just for numbers let's talk about how often does the average homeowner move
0: Um, Now I think statistically it's, what, every 7 to 10 years? Okay, so Mm -hmm. we'll say
1: 7 to 10 years. Let's say an agent has a 100 closed deals in their database. Mm -hmm. How many deals, let's just say 7 to 10, let's say 10, how many deals a year should they get from their database? Do some math. Statistics, right? That's 10 deals a year. Yeah, 10 deals. That's worst case scenario. So why do you need a database? Those are the numbers.
0: Exactly. So it, what I, I do it simplified for every 10 people in your database that you're co- touching consistently over a 12-month period of time. They're either going to send you a referral or they're going to use you to purchase or sell. So, so I'm looking at that for every 10 people in there, I'm getting one transaction. If I know what my average gross commission income is per that transaction, then I can calculate out how much money I'm gonna make that year. I can reverse that and say, hey, if I wanna make you know, $500,000 this year and my average commission is $25,000, then how many transactions will I need? How many people do I need in my database I'm touching consistently? This again is from the millionaire real estate agent, is the economic <laughs> model. Second on, yeah. yeah, and so it, it's, it's, it's a formula, and I don't understand why so many people are opposed to following something that works.
1: Especially people that you've closed a transaction with. You know, I mean, they're going to buy and sell mm-hmm. several times in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. You did a great job. Those are the one. that's the easy, easy layup. Now, the landscaper that might have a neighbor that they're close to that's also a realtor, maybe that's a B or C in your database and not an A, but a past client that you did a great job for, I mean, that's a laydown. And we, yet, in our business, no matter what sales you're doing, right, you're chasing the new and forgetting about the great job you did. Sure. And yeah. letting sure. somebody else come in and get that. It's, it's so I, I think
2: if we could break it down elementary style real quick, when you were talking about the statistics of your database, the key word that you said was you were touching it, Mm -hmm. right? So it was, if I got the number correctly, for every 10, there's one transaction a year in there if you're active with your database, correct. right? And so what does active mean to you?
0: There's a 33-touch plan, so you can just kind of think about what that is. You can kind of uh, draw it out, and that might be...